Amen. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of these, your faithful, who have gathered here out of love for you. And may my words and our hearts together glorify you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Just a few weeks ago, astronomers told us that there would be a convergence of the two largest planets in our solar system, Saturn and Jupiter, that they would come together in the night sky, miles from each other, but still it would appear as if they were uniting. And the result would be a very bright light. You know, a lot of people went out that night to see what would happen, and and we didn't actually get it get to, we didn't stay out long enough to see it fully come together. But there was something mystical about that. It was a such an interesting moment because astronomers told us that this convergence had not happened for 800 years until that night. I get it. I get why the Magi made their journey. Something pulled them there. Something mystical. Something holy. The story as it was told this morning in our modern lesson by the poet T.S. Eliot and in our gospel lesson from the gospel according to Matthew is for me among the most beautiful and mystical in all our sacred readings. I love the thought and imagine these magi in their writing clothes and their with their gifts strapped alongside that they would bring to this child whom they believe had been born for a great purpose. As if from nowhere, these magi arrive in Israel and they say they have come to pay honor to the king the child Jesus. I want you to notice that in this story from the gospel, we hear them have a conversation with King Herod, who um, people believe was a very narcissistic king who was very paranoid, was very violent. And they have a conversation about why they have traveled and who they are and And Herod is surprised because he's not been told about this, but they quote from the Hebrew scriptures that a king will be born. These mysterious wisdom people traverse the pages of our faith story and never appear again. I wonder if that was what the wisdom of the writer of the Gospel of Matthew was trying to get us to understand.
There was a reason they came. And they did not stay. They returned home. The writer of Matthew is very succinct in the telling of this story. It's only a few verses long. It lacks expansion that some of the other stories of Jesus have. I mean, that lack of detail allows us to imagine. And so we have imagined now for centuries what they looked like, why they came, why they returned home, what was their experience in encountering the child Jesus. And you, what do you imagine about this story? These magi, their encounter with Joseph and Mary, their joy, their kneeling, their honoring of Jesus. And I just have to wonder, what would change for you and me? What would change for you and me in an encounter with Jesus in this new year? Oh, there is so much that has been imagined about this story. Um, The story doesn't actually give us a number of magi. That was an assumption made by early listeners to the story that because there were three gifts, there must have been three magi. There could have been one, there could have been ten. No doubt they had an entourage with them. That's the only way they could have made a, a path across a continent. We have set them on camels, but there's no mention of camels in the story. We have given them names, Belchior, Balthazar, and Caspar, though the story does not name them. And we have made them kings. In the pictures we see of them, they are wearing Western European-style crowns. When they were from the Middle East, where turbans were more likely the headdress of great people. But it is a close examination of this biblical story that renders the meaning behind it. You see, these magi crossed a continent and encountered a country where the Roman Empire was the occupying government. And the Pax Romana, the Roman peace, was kept through the use of force and violence and keeping people underfoot. Still, they came with their single-minded goal of encountering this child and offering him the best that they had. Still, they came. Gold for a ruler, frankincense for a priest, myrrh, a sweet rosin used in the burial practices of the day. And I would like us to ponder for a moment what their lives were like upon their return home. T.S. Eliot pondered that. He wrote, Were we led all that way for birth or for death? We returned to our palaces, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation 
with an alien people clutching their gods. And I want us to ponder today what we are clutching, what gods are we clutching that cause us to miss the star in the sky or the encounter with the child. The question for us today is, has anything changed for us at all? We go through this cycle of stories every single year that include the birth of Jesus. Has anything changed? I believe that for most of us, there was a great relief as we turned the page on the calendar to 2021. The new year puts at least some distance between today and 2021, today and 2020, a year that brought so much chaos and heartbreak and uncertainty to so many people. No one lived through this past year without experiencing some level of disruption, loss of freedom, loss of health, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones, and especially our cherished notions of how we think life ought to be. Systems of evil have become more brazen and more commonplace. Our sense of normal has been upended. And so the beginning of the new year seems like a good time to pause and ask, where is all this going? In this fractious and disillusioned time, has anything changed? And today, this day, life comes crashing back in. Maybe you've been cooped up too long with your family. Maybe you're headed back to work after too little time off praying, Lord God, when will this end? Maybe you're alone in this never-ending season wondering if you can hold on. No more visions here of a new heaven and a new earth. It's back to the same old, same old. Just yesterday... There were shepherds and angels singing of hope and joy. Now we return to a full inbox, worn out children, already tired of Christmas toys, maxed out credit cards, and a world of violence and greed. Did our brief, fleeting encounter with the baby Jesus on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day change anything for us? I have to believe that those magi, however many there were, were somehow changed. This, I think, is exactly what this story is all about. In fact, the gospel story today ends with the words, and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Something changed them. They defied a powerful and evil and violent ruler. They risked their lives by not returning to him. And they went home by another road. 
something had changed in them. If we're not careful, we will overlook this sentence that has within it the promise of God to transform even the most difficult circumstances. The promise of God to transform even holy ones like these magi who had been faithful into new beginnings, returning home by a different road. What roads are we going to be on in this new year? And that is a grace for us today, isn't it? No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what is boiling around us, it's important for us to remember that God keeps transforming creation into something both good and new. God keeps recreating things, even you and me, from the inside out. So we are forever yearning and developing and growing and changing for the good. Yes, this is hard to see sometimes when we're in the midst of all this, but it's true. Too many saints have gone before us to remind us that it's true. In the midst of it all, in the challenges we still face, the answer to the question, has anything changed, is yes. For centuries, people who have encountered Jesus in the flesh and then in the spirit answer yes. Yes, things have changed. I have changed. So let us wake up today and discover that everything is different. The birth of Jesus is news so good, countless people over the centuries have been willing to die to share it. A love so powerful it moves us to faith, hope, and love, and even to forgive the worst of our enemies. Oh yes, it's the same old heaven and earth but we're different. And that's where it starts. That's what it feels like when Jesus is born within you. That everything has changed. God's promise is that God continues to invite us to deeper transformation day by day, moment by moment, breath by breath. The great Catholic Cistercian monk and theologian Thomas Keating explained it this way. And I just want you to listen to this. This is really important. The power of the stars is nothing compared to the energy of a person whose will has been freed and who is thus enabled to co-create the cosmos together with God. God's top priority is the creation of a world in which the goods of the earth are equitably distributed, where no one is forgotten or left out, and where no one can rest until everyone has enough to eat. The oppressed have been liberated, and justice and peace are the norm among the nations and the religions of the world. we got a long way to go, folks. But that's the vision. The commitment to the spiritual journey is not a commitment to pure joy, but to taking responsibility for the whole human family, its needs and its destiny. We are not our own, you see belong to everything else and everyone else. So as the great poet Maya Angelou said, continue 
She writes, Into a world which needed you, my wish for you is that you continue. Continue to be who and how you are to astonish a mean world with your acts of kindness. Continue to allow humor to lighten the burden of your tender heart. Continue to let your eloquence elevate the people to heights they had only imagined. Continue to remind the people that each is as good as the other and no one is beneath nor above. Continue to remember your own young years and look with favor upon the lost and the least and the lonely. Continue happily in the sea of infinite substance which set aside riches for you before you had a name. Continue. And by doing so, you and your work will be able to continue eternally. In this year of our Lord, 2021, may our God bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen.